because this is the mink show we have brian from centralized here, I am. <laughs> here he is he is here and he is back and and you know again this is such an honor uh, you know once again to have you come on um i want to first we, you know we, we're going to pretend that our last conversation never happened even though it did you know it feels like the the mandela effect <laughs> So, Brian, um, I, I want to let everybody first know how I came across you. And I came across you while I was lurking on Reddit. I was on Reddit and there was an artist on there that had a couple of questions. And you actually sent him a link. And I was like, I think I'm going to be nosy. And this was the best time for me to ever be nosy because we developed such a great working relationship so far. And I wanted to let everybody know how I find and meet people because people don't just contact me and say, hey, Minx, I want to be on the Mink show. I actually could not find your email. And I wrote in the little message forum and I said, hey, bro, uh, you know, hey, centralized. So can you please tell everybody who you are and what you do? All right. My name is Brian, as you've said, and I think it's on the screen. Centralized exists to break down every single job that needs to be done from the point of view of an artist, a music artist, anywhere in the world, no matter what genre they're playing, to move forward. And what it does is it flips the music industry back to the artists, okay? And what you get with it, and, and the, uh, the main thing that uh, the spine of what we do is called the list. And this list, as I said, is every single job that needs to be done in the life of an artist to move them forward. And as you come through this list, you see all the different things. Oh, that's what a label might do, and that's what a publisher might do, and that's what an agent might do, and that's what the merch company might do, and that's what a manager might do if I had one. But really, we all know the truth of the matter is that the only person who wakes up every morning thinking about everything that needs to be done for the artist is the artist themselves. Exactly. That's centralized exists to break all that down, and then we have a thing called connecting the dots, which shows you how it all gets pieced together again. Absolutely. And and this list, again, it's on your website. Yeah. And it's free. It's in front of the paywall as well. It's in we front really of the paywall. Want, yes. Yes. Because I, I was able I was able list. to check it. Yes. Yeah. So what what made you come up with this? Like what 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 kind of epiphany? Because, you know, all of us have some sort of epiphany where we say we have to create something because whenever somebody creates something, it's usually a solution to a problem. And I know you saw a problem and you found the solution. So tell us about it. Um, okay. Uh, well, look, I'll start. Firstly, I started out as an artist um, and I still write lyrics and I still do that sort of thing, um, which is my original, my original kind of passion and, 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 and talent that I've been able to, to hone and express. And um, I was um, I was playing in, in London uh, in, in sort of psychedelic rock bands and, and for one reason or another it was a really great band and it fell apart. Mm. And I was traveling, uh, traveling through the world. This was sort of late 90s uh, with a backpack and a guitar. And, and this was the time when home studios really came to be. So I was making what could be best described as a vanity album um on uh, in, in people's bedrooms, um, you know, and people that I met along the way. And I met a young Chilean guy. Um, and uh, his name's Nano Stern, and, and he was 16, and I went to his house and waited for him to finish school, and we produced, he produced a lot of the best songs 
really the only listenable songs on the record were, were from him. And uh, eventually, it didn't take too long, and his, it, we were very close, and his career really started taking off because he's a super talent. And, um, and I sort of fell into being his manager. Mm. And we went from busking to 5,000 tickets a night without the music industry, and it took us about six years, six, seven years. Mm. So it was really a, a purely independent role, and I and also have to credit, uh, there was a co-manager as well involved. I was looking after all the international stuff, and a guy, Juan Carlos Oliveras, was running the home base in, in Chile. And between the two of us, we worked Nano up, with Nano very much in control, into the situation of real pure independent success. Um, and that really set the stage because, you know, he was young when we started out and he was like, are you going to sign me? Mm -hmm. You know, and coming from the point of view of being an artist, I sort of hit him around the head and shoulders and said, no, you don't sign. We're going to start a company and you're going to be the major shareholder. That's actually uh, a great idea. (laughs) You know, you'll be the chairman and, uh, and, and Juan Carlos and I will be the chief executive officers. And, and this will be your company. This is your music, you know. So that really set the scene. And we went from uh, strength to strength. And uh, it got to the situation when he really blew up that uh, a lot of people wanted to be managed by me. You know, mm. you, you suddenly, overnight, suddenly you're this genius manager. Of course, I was exactly the same person as I was the day before. And the success is very much based on Nano's incredible skill. Uh, you know, Juan Carlos and I just turned up every day and were honest you know, um, and management is really that simple. Um, but anyway, a lot of people wanted to be managed by me and I took on five or six artists as one does in a flurry of passion. And suddenly I found that I lost control of everything. I lost control of all the details. I was lying in bed at night wondering, did I reply to that person? Have I sent that invoice? Did we collect that money? And it was just, you couldn't work on the strategy anymore because, and work the relationships, which are most important. I was just drowning in detail. So I built a system, I hacked together in about a week, uh, a project management system and a Google suite to run all the detail. And I started setting up all these workflows because sort of five, six years later, I realized that everything just repeats itself. Mm -hmm. So we set up these workflows and I was very lucky through a a story I won't tell, but a bunch of sequence of events to be in the same room as Imogen Heap. Um, I'm not sure. I think I I told you who she was. If, if, If the listeners don't know. She's one of the most groundbreaking and commercially successful artists to come out of the UK. She just finished a really big tour of America. And I met her just when she'd uh, gotten rid of management, labels, everything was purely independent. So I was able to deploy this Empower Pro system for her. And that was a really big coup. And then sort of, you know, when you're in business and, and you have a, a big client, you suddenly think, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grow the business. You know, I, I can tell everyone I've got her and, you know, you can suddenly do this. And I was in a underground studio in Tel Aviv with uh, actually a, a band that came out of Brooklyn called uh, Balkan Beatbox. And I was showing them the system and getting their feedback. And they said to me, this is amazing. This is the future of management. Um, I think today they call it management services. Um, but anyway, back then it was like, this is the future of management. And he said to me, but tell me, why are you doing this for established artists when there's tens of millions of independent young artists out there and no managers, mm. certainly no decent managers. And that was the light bulb moment. That was the suddenly... That was, that was it, it. The, the, the telltale sign. And then suddenly I realized, oh my God, why don't we just take Empower Pro, simplify it, really simplify it, and give that out. So over the years, I've been coming up with this idea to develop the tech behind Empower Pro. I had developed a list, but it wasn't this one. 
And then a very dear friend of mine, uh, a guy, Carlos Antone, who's just an incredibly gifted individual on many levels. He's a producer, music producer, filmmaker, songwriter. His life partner, Natalie Rise, is sort of becoming one of the biggest consciousness reggae artists touring up and down of America. She's touring America now, I think, supporting narco uh, medicine for the people. And a, a lot of the list came from his input as well, because he looked at what I was doing and he had his own version. And then we really put up, bashed our heads together and fought a lot and teased out what is now the list. Interesting, because it, it seems like a lot of artists, they start out, you know, uh, and, and, and I hate to say it, um, I see a lot of artists when they feel like they aren't flourishing or they see something bigger for themselves, they really go out and try to help other people. And that's a very rare thing, you know, with something, you know, including myself. Um, that is definitely something that I, I admire um, and, and how you branch this out to actually help other people. Um, and I feel that as an artist myself, you know, reviewing what you are presenting, I, I really feel like it could be something big. I mean, are, are you facing a lot of, I hate to say, backlash from? Yeah. I mean, the I'm getting, funniest thing is I'm getting fan mail that's addressed to centralized, dear centralized, not to me personally, because no one, I, I stay, my face stays out of it mostly unless I'm doing something like this. But I'm getting more fan mail now as centralized than I ever did as an artist. Okay? <laughs> that's how it always <laughs> happens. Which is great. Because <laughs> um, I, I sucked, basically, you know, um, that's the truth of it. But um, yeah, I'm getting incredible feedback from artists. Artists are loving it. Um, a lot of the industry, especially the old guard, is e either dismissive or fearful of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Because when you go past, there's a two-week free trial, by the way. Um, and so you can get in there and, you know, you can see everything. But we're pulling back the veil on the industry for artists. We're telling them exactly how it works and exactly how to make it work for them, for where they're at, okay? So there's a lot of blowback coming from the industry. This is information that's been hidden largely for a very long time. And it's not generally, from what I can see, unless it's sort of an Annie DeFranco or, um, or somebody like that, there's not too many successful artists that are sharing this information, yeah? That are That's actually true. laying it out there. There are some, and I haven't mentioned probably all of them, and I apologize in advance to them because there are some incredible successful artists out there who are sharing this. But generally speaking, it's not publicly available. So we're getting blowback for that. And um, but there are a lot of progressive people working in this music industry of ours as well, who are very excited about what we're doing, and we're getting a lot of support from them. So, what do you think is because you know I, I always try to figure out ways to make life easier. It's, it's no secret, you know. I, I've actually tweeted this the other day. Um, some people were kind of receptive to it; they understood where I was coming from. And other people thought I was just coming off as a, a meanie. Um, but would you say that there is a huge oversaturation of artists? And, and how can we figure out if they're pushing themselves in the right direction as far as, you know, because some artists don't think they need management. They don't think they need publishing. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they, they feel like, you know, they, they've been they fed incorrect information. Um, how do we fix that as, 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 a, as a team? And, and how is Centralized working on that? Well, firstly, I think that, um, look, 
sometimes I wake up in the morning and I think, wow, we have this oversupply of people that want to be professional artists and an undersupply of people that want to be community musicians. Mm. Um, and so there, you know, and, and often I say to people, think of a village. There's a thousand people in the village. We need one really good musician. And then we need about four or five others who are part-time musicians but can play with that person and do all the weddings, deaths, um, bar mitzvahs, and anything else, celebrations that go on in the village. And then we need everyone in the village to be able to get together and sing together because singing together is a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. So um, if people are going to be trying to be as big as Snoop or Ed Sheeran or these kind of people, then I think they're um, obviously a tiny amount of people are going to be that big. And I think if that's your intention, then that, that you probably need to look at that. But we have an explosion of music listeners all over the world, okay? And, you know, China coming on and India coming on and all these different countries, and there's so many people listening to music. I mean, the explosion, I think we spoke about this the last time in the call. I mean, I was in India, and to see the whole hip-hop thing going down in India is just incredible. And, and we spoke about this thing that when they learn tablas in Indian classical music, which is a living classical music tradition, they sing the tabla. They sing the tabla percussion before they play it. Mm-hmm. So these Indian artists are just uh, set up to do hip hop. There's a guy, probably one of the biggest hip hop artists in Australia, um, El Fresh the Lion. His uh, family uh, background, is and uh, he learned to play tabla from his father or his grandfather. So he was preset for hip hop. So I think that there is a there is a global audience out there, and you don't need you need a few thousand dedicated fans to be able to make a living as a, as a music artist. And when I say make a living, let's be real, to have a family, to educate your kids, to have somewhere to live, to put food on the table, and to run your business. Um, and then very few will go into that superstardom of arena tours, um, 500 million listens, all that sort of thing. Well, uh, most won't. Th- th- that's really like interesting that you said that because... I ran a poll on my Instagram page a couple of days ago, and the question that I asked was, as an artist, because, you know, I feel like there, there needs to be more of like a, a someone to take the temperature, you know, of mm-hmm. where artists are mentally and, and what do they think business-wise, and they don't really have a platform to do it. So I figured, you know what, let, let me do the Q&As around here. And one of the questions that I did ask, and I ran a poll, and the numbers were completely, like, outrageous to me, I said to artists, are you like, what do you prefer in a paid promo? Right. So I said, are you expecting more of a fan base, like to grow your fan base? Or are you expecting more of streams? And believe it or not, they said streams. Well, I think today streams are a measurement of, of listening and fans. Um, you do have to be careful because if you're if your songs are all over playlists, then they're listening to you because of the playlist, not because they like you. But if they go from a playlist to listening then to your from your profile directly, which people like Spotify will tell you how many plays you're getting from playlists and how many you're getting from people actually saving you as an artist and listening to you, and, fo- and, and following your profile and 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 saving it I to mean, their yeah. Um, quality streams are a measurement of audience growth. So I think that, and also we're, we're getting into a situation in the world where there's more and more artists who are purely digital. 
I met a great young um, South African-born hip-hop artist in Melbourne called B. Mike. I met him about four or five years ago, and he'd never been on tour. He had like two and a half million followers on Facebook. He has millions and millions of listens on YouTube for his tracks. He's really speaking youth, um, mental health issues, all this kind of stuff. It's super real. He's great. He's never been on tour, you know, and he's making wow. money from his YouTube and he's doing this. And, uh, you know, so that, that we really are in a new paradigm. See, you can do that, that, of- that's actually good, though, because I don't think, like, a lot of artists, they don't believe in, you know, they just think, like, when they look at other people and how they do business, they think you need to be doing, like, stage dives off the, the stage and, you know, jumping for dear life and, and having mosh pits. There's other ways to generate income if you can't get on stage, but do you recommend building that stage presence? Look, I mean, for me, as a lover of music, as an artist, the live show is the last tangible thing we have that cannot be taken away from us. You can't copy it. You can't commoditize it, you know, and it's, it is the ultimate way for an artist to connect with their audience. So, you know, when people tell me that they're not like, even speaking to this artist, B. Mike, uh, when he was getting my advice, um, it was like, dude, you really have to get a live show happening. Yeah. Um, you know, you really, that's where you're going to connect with your audience in a way. And we're connecting to him incredibly on YouTube anyway, all the comments and everything. But I said, that's going to go next level when you get on stage. And for him, fair enough, it was quite a scary concept because stage is a craft. You know, it's something you need to get good at. And it's something you need to work on really hard to be a really great stage performer. But uh, I think it's absolutely, you know, almost 99% essential that you've got to have a live show and you've got to get it out there and you've got to rehearse until you bleed, until it's amazing. Absolutely, because, you know, above all, um, dedication, dedication to your craft is, is very important, you know. And it's, I, key. It, it's key. It's dedication. Even even with the podcasting, you know, I, I'm an artist. I do mixing. I do mastering engineering. I shoot videos and stuff. But just like you said in the beginning, when I started music, I didn't have this crazy, you know, positive feedback from anything. And then when I got into it with the podcasting, it's like the feedback, the messages, the emails, people tuning in, people being loyal listeners, loyal fans. And I'm saying to myself, Perhaps if I would have implemented the same type of formula with my music, maybe I would have had a different outcome. But either way, I, I meet such amazing people like yourself. <laughs> and, you know, we, 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 we develop and create these relationships to actually help other people as well. Um, yeah. Can we go back to a question you asked before, which I don't think we answered is, you know, can you do this music thing without a manager, without an agent, without a publisher? Yes, okay. yes. Because I just actually went uh, live on Instagram. So now my Instagram peeps are tuning in too. So they're okay, watching so, us live. So the question you asked me was, can someone move forward in the music industry without a manager, without an agent, without a publisher? Okay. And I think the first thing to answer of this question is, it's, it's very, very difficult when you're starting out, when you don't have ticket selling to get an agent. It's extremely difficult to get a publisher when you don't have songs already active. It's extremely difficult to get a label when you don't have a show that's cranking out there that they can use to promote the record. When you're not delivering a record and a marketing strategy. And hardest of all is to actually get a manager that is good and committed and is going to stick with you through the whole long build which can take five, seven, ten years. Mm. Okay. 
so it's to me the question is not about can you do it without all these people the question is how are you going to do it until you can actually get to the point when you can get them exactly and that is a lot of what centralized is about we say to people diy is not alone it's a common phrase you hear all the time now and it's really true we say to people like who's your manager you know that person that comes to your show knows all your songs drinks your beer backstage helps you carry your gear you trust them with your money and they're good with people that's your manager bring them to centralized and centralized will teach them how to be a manager centralized teaches you how to be an agent how to book gigs it teaches you to deal with all of your publishing so you your own publisher in the beginning and the, and if you're not doing it alone bring friends and family bring your crew in they can do these jobs for you absolutely so by, the time, by the time you do get to the point of doing a management deal an agent deal a label deal a publishing deal Firstly, you and your crew have done the job on a on a original base level first, so you know what's expected. So you can ask the right questions, and you can work out: Is this person or company actually going to be good for me or not? You know, there's horror stories of people wasting years with bad managers, having labels kill their work, you know, mm-hmm. having publishers that do nothing, have agents that just send out mass emails, you know. And I get them, <laughs> get all those emails, <laughs> but. I, I remember last time because, you know, I'm actually like scanning in my brain, like what were some of the important parts that we talked about last time? And, and I the history of hip hop. Oh, yes, that that was definitely. <laughs> can, can you please give them a rundown on the history of hip hop real quick? Because a lot of people don't know what you know. This is really this looks quite incongruous because I'm no hip hop artist and I have zero cred in hip hop world. And that is how it should be. Oh. <laughs> I was I was born in South Africa in a little town called Port Elizabeth, which is about 800 kilometers from a city called Cape Town. And in Cape Town, you have a an, a group of people that are sometimes called the Cape Coloreds and sometimes are called Cape Malay, and they are an ethnic mix of the original indigenous people that lived in that area before uh, the white people, the Kwanza and the Zulu, arrived. They're called the Khoi Sun, sort of light skinned, maybe slightly lighter than you, slightly darker than me, that kind of tone. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're purely indigenous. They all got killed, and the last remaining of them are called the Bushmen. They live in the Kalahari Desert. They were mixed in with um, workers, some slaves that were brought over by the Dutch East India Company from what's now Indonesia, the spice trade, plus the Afrikaners that ran away from the English, the French Huguenots. And they come into this culture uh, called the Cape Malay. And they speak, and when they speak, it's in a sing-song and rhythmic voice, okay? And uh, Gil Scott Heron, who I consider to be, I'm just a massive fan, the late Gil Scott Heron, what an absolute legend. And he went to South Africa in the 60s, met these people. They're also extremely musical. Um, Dollar Brand, Abdullah Ibrahim, who's one of the greatest jazz pianists ever, is from this community. Um, he, uh, so Gil Scott Heron came back to America and started doing poetry over jazz after he was in Cape Town. And this is not from me. This is from uh, Gil Scott Heron and Quincy Jones, who both credit that the origins of hip hop are from Africa and specifically South Africa, Cape Town. And if I can be really controversial, this could get me in a lot of trouble. But anyway, that's okay. <laughs> there, there's, there's an argument to say that the hip hop act out of South Africa, De Antwoord, is an appropriation of this community mm. and what you get on the streets of the townships of 
Cape Town, in the Cape Flats outside of Cape Town, which are extremely poor areas, um, you know, shanty towns, mm. essentially some of it. Some of it's not, but some of it is. But this is, this is what, well, I'm getting it. I always thought it, but then when I heard Gil Scott Heron and uh, Quincy Jones say it, then I thought, okay, now I can say it. <laughs> so I was like, they came out with it first. It did not. So hip hop, you know, everyone seems to think that the origin of hip hop came from the Bronx. It, it, it's a portion of it, but it's not the indigenous. Well, Gil Scott Heron brought it to the East Coast from South Africa. So, yeah, so it, it indigenously came from Africa, yes. It's America, you know, and, and the beauty, the most beautiful thing about America is that whether it's the Irish, uh, you know, that leading to country music, whether it's the African-Americans coming in from West Africa with everything they brought, the creation of jazz. I mean, it was the African-Americans that took hip hop, that took the idea from Cape Town and made it into what it is today. Made it our know? own. Yeah, that led from Gil Scott Heron to everyone else, ultimately with Biggie Smalls and Tupac on the other coast, and now everything you have now. And big explosion, just big explosion. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's in hip-hop now. And it is the folk music of the 21st century worldwide of the youth, no question about it, you know. That's actually dope, actually, to, you know, because uh, you got to know the history of what it is you're doing. Like I, I say to everybody, you know, before you start a job, research the company, let, let them, you know, figure out if they actually contributed to certain things that you don't agree with and, and just don't co-sign the stuff unless you know the history of everything. Yeah. Um, the other point that we had last time we spoke was about the AI technology that you're working on. Yeah. Can yeah, you see our eyes lit up. We that was like the most important thing I wanted everybody to know. So this this is the most important thing I want everybody to know. So please tell us about this AI technology you're developing. Okay, so this actually now since we spoke, I actually developed the first prototype. Oh my god! And I I know I know I finished it about three days ago. It's under wraps, and I'm hoping to be able to release it onto the site in about two weeks. Pending some development, might be three weeks, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, what we're trying to do is, look, I mean, every artist's journey is unique, okay? But what's unique about it is the expression of the creativity and their story. What's not unique about it is the mechanisms and cycles that they go through in order to get their music out there. So, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're a classical violinist with a quartet or a hip-hop rapper with a beat maker next to you you still got to book a show, advance a show, promote the show, do the show, get paid, run your books, look after your health and well-being. And it doesn't matter what genre you're recording. You've still got to create a master, distribute it, promote the master. So we're taking the mechanics of the running of music, of an artist's music, and we're turning that, those mechanics slowly into AI. But it's a process. To call it artificial intelligence right now is a little bit like, yeah, whatever. You know, I mean, artificial intelligence is a grossly overused word. What we have at the moment that we're going to release soon is what I call hard-coded human intelligence. Mm. We, we set a funnel up. That, that sounds like some Terminator stuff. Yeah. We set up a funnel <laughs> that's relevant for everyone, and we, we, we send people through a very simple funnel that tells them what to do next. Now, when we have enough artists on that, and enough of them telling us that we're wrong and why we're wrong, then we're able to take all of that information and start to develop adaptive programming. Okay, mm -hmm. that's what they call it. So then it can start to react to uh, 
uh, with us, very much us and so that we can start to get all the allowances and all the iterations and all the different possibilities that can happen. And once we start feeding that, then machine learning can take over and start to pick up and, and grow out all of the possibilities, no matter where you are, no matter what genre you play. So, so basically, and, this technology learns what you like. It learns how you move, and then it moves like you, but it, better. Well, firstly, I mean, we're a long way off from artificial intelligence moving better than humans. Okay, until we get to quantum computing, we're nowhere. I don't, I don't see it happening. But what we're trying to do with artificial intelligence is to speed up and smooth out all those bumps that every artist goes through. So the whole purpose of centralized, like it's so funny when you're in the tech world, you're in a startup and you're talking to different people, they all want to know what's sexy about your technology. Mm -hmm. And I tell them what's sexy is what the users are doing when they're not using our technology. What's sexy is the music. Mm -hmm. So the purpose of centralized is to decrease the amount of time and increase the effectiveness of all that management work that you have to do to get your music forward. So you can spend more time creating music, playing music, uh, developing your community and your relationships. Hmm. So the, we're going to call it artificial intelligence for marketing, but you and your listeners are going to know that this is a very long journey and it'll be a, a long road of iterations until it is something that's really, wow, oh my God, we don't need managers anymore. <laughs> and, and will you be rolling out like a beta for it for people to test and try? Like how, how, do you, how are you yeah, working I mean, on that? I have a user development crew. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting, by the way, that starting a tech startup is very much the same as starting a music career. Anyone who's starting a music career, it's a startup. So the same way that you test songs to a small audience in a small club or on a small radio show and you get them to play, so do we. I mean, I, I develop a new feature. I've got a user development crew of about 50 people around the world, artists, and I send it to them. You know, and they tell me, yeah, no, yes, this, that. And then once we've got the feedback from that, we make what the changes we need to make. And then we put it out onto the site as a beta thing. Mm. And we email everyone and say, hey, there's something new. Take a look at us. Tell you what you think. You know, and then, and then we'll get feedback and we'll, we'll grow it and grow it. Mm. But the idea is look, the problem that I'm seeing with the users is they're coming back and they're saying, the list is freaking me out. Okay. <laughs> There's way too much to do here. I just want to get into bed and pull the covers over my head. You know? So what we're doing is the point of the first stage of artificial intelligence is to get what I'm calling my list, which is obviously the artist's own personal list. Like, yes, understand what the whole list is. Know that everything exists. But this, these are the four or five things you need to do right now for where you're at. Mm. And that's the purpose of that. It's just a little bit more of a softer landing, a bit of a handhold, a bit of a like, yeah, Freak out, that's fine, but do these five things now. Yeah, like it's just just take it, you know, line by line and, and, and see where it applies. And, and you know, I, I even myself, I, I've been looking at your list and trying to figure out where I stand as an artist. And, and it seems fairly like I was a, I was a little freaked out at first because I was like, oh, my God, I skipped this and I totally went to this. So now I got to go back. But at least I have something like you, you kind of guiding me, holding my hand through the process. And I think that's what artists really need is, is just they need to have a checklist to see where they are at and, and where they can better themselves. Because if they're not moving and they're moving nothing, nowhere but backwards and they're not moving forward, 
then they have to actually be open to, you know, figuring out what they could do to backtrack and fix, you know, their mistakes and, and, and push them uh, ahead further. And you're, list is exclusively on your website so you can't get it anywhere else guys don't don't try to cut corners here um your website yeah, no is need to cut corners the, the list is free i mean event you can as we say you can get a two-week trial you can get in there you can you know i'm the founder i can't believe i'm saying this but i mean there's all the email templates and deal terms within two weeks if you really want to you can copy all that out and put it in a google doc if you want you yeah know? Say, save it really, as a pdf but you know i, I wouldn't really recommend can't that. pay if you really can't pay then that's what you're gonna have to do and um and you'll do it and we won't be running after you you know and uh you know but what what's in there and why i think it's I actually really believe it's really good value for money is that for every single thing there's steps one step at a time things to getting things done yeah we call it the action list so if you're booking shows, we explain all the things around booking shows, and then we give you a list of things, and we explain how to do each thing. And you only have to just do one thing a day. Just get into the flow of taking, it's the tortoise and the hare, you know. Mm -hmm. The hare looks like it's running around fast, going to win the race, but it's the tortoise one step at a time. See, success, however you define success for yourself, success in music is not one big explosion. It's a series of little victories that add up, Yeah. Oh, quotable. That's a quotable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's from one of the greatest independent music executives the world's ever known, a beautiful man, Sebastian Chase, in Australia, an amazing individual, a great mentor of mine. But it's such a true thing that he said. You know, it's like just, just get the little victories along the way, and that'll add up. Exactly. And what I, what I want to do is, uh, since I have... No, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I was going to show everybody the, the website since, you know, you, you can keep talking. I just want to show them the website. The, the website is centralized.me, guys. Um, I'm actually on the website right now, ladies and gentlemen. You know, as you see, you have your two tabs. So, uh, you could log in or you can try out the free trial. And again, this is um, impeccable information, um, again, for artists and creatives and new era managers. Okay, so you guys definitely want to go over and check out this list. As you see, it's into the list. You can go ahead and head over there and check it out. And it's complete breakdown of how to get yourself in the right position. And, of course, Brian took the time out to make that happen. And, and you know, again, just strolling the Reddit feeds, guys, I came across Brian and, and his entire journey. And, and I'm so happy to be able to bring it to you guys. Um, you do have an Instagram page, um, which is uh, decentralized.me. I got that on the screen for you guys. Um, and is there anything else you want, you know, artists to know? Cause we, we have a couple of them actually tuned in. Um, a lot of people are re replying saying, you know, uh, independent is key. Thank you very much. Uh, T Lynn. Thank you. She says she loves it, Brian. She's going to check it out. Um, a couple of other artists are tuning in. They're just watching and, and absorbing this. And T Lynn says, um, should make a manager software for managers. She's actually a manager. I actually interviewed a couple of weeks ago. What do you say? To yeah. That? I mean, well, the thing is, when we first came out with it, everyone said, oh, you should make it for, you should make this for managers. But that's not where my, my passion is with artists. You know, that's what I come from originally. And the need, you know, the need, actually the need is for artists. There's, I've counted, I think there's 30 million plus artists in the world with a dream to get out of their bedroom. Mm -hmm. And secondly, this is a tool for managers. Yeah. Okay. I mean, any person who wants to be a manager needs to read this site top to bottom okay I, I, and i got you t lynn i'm going to actually send you the link t lynn so you can take 
she said she I'm definitely doing it. Thank you, T. T is a is a manager and she she definitely would utilize the software. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. She's gonna love it. Everything she needs is there. I mean, what I'd like to say to listeners and, and maybe people who watch this later is get on there and give us feedback. If there's something there that if there's something not there that you think should be there, if that's not there, ask for it. If there's an email template that's not there, ask for it. If you think we're saying something wrong, tell us. It's likely that you're right. We are. We are incorrect, and we want to fix it. So this is really, there's a lot of people writing to us, helping us, finding, spelling mistakes, telling us why we're glossing over something. We haven't gone into enough detail. We've missed a connection. You know, tell us. And we, this is a community build from that point of view. Yes, and we need more communities, you know, especially, you know, with Instagram, you know, messing up the algorithm. It's a little bit harder for us to connect and 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 work together. And um, of course, you know, that the feedback is definitely necessary for anything we do. But a, a site like this mm-hmm. and a program like this, we want to have it down to perfection for the people that are coming in. You know, some of us are becoming old heads and I hate to use that term, but it's true. But for the next generation that may not have the direction and they just don't know how to start in this business and they can't ask their mommy and daddy for help for a manager because they don't believe in them. Um, so they'll be able to reach out and, and, and be part of something so amazing and so great. And, and to be able to say that Brian, something you were doing could possibly be part of music history. This is uh-huh. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I tell you this. I, I want to say this to, to you and to artists, the greatest managers in the history of music have not been career managers being a friend, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a mother, a father, as someone who has come across a talent by accident and has learned the business as they go and as a result has broken rules, sometimes without even meaning to. You know, those are the people that make and break this this industry. They don't follow what everyone else is doing. They follow the music and they do what's relevant and challenging for the artist. You know, so for anyone, you know, bring your friend in. This software and this information will give them the basics to do what's right for you rather than doing what everyone else does. In music, you don't want to follow the herd. You want to do your own thing. And the secret, the real secret to success, I'm going to quote an amazing psychedelic electronic artist out of England called Ott, who uh, is just one of the finest mix engineers on the planet, who said that if you want to survive in the future of music, you need to be different. You need to find your own voice and you, out of that, you need to attract a community to you. Thank yeah? you. So all the old rules don't apply. The only rules that apply are a great song and a great story. Yeah, so you got, you got to stand. You got to stand out. Quincy Jones. Yeah, you got to stand Jones. out. Quincy Jones is 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 amazing. You a know, song, a song and a story. It's so right. Song and story. Tell your story, guys. You know, we don't we don't need to hear about what you want to glorify. We want to hear about how you grew up and we want to hear the stories. We miss that. Um, so last but not least, any final thoughts that you have for all of us? Um, final thoughts. Um, follow the music. It's one of the first things we say when people come to the site is prioritize the music because it's the you know unless you're coming into this music thing as a marketing idea to make money if you're coming into it really for music always remember to prioritize the music it's the music that attracts the fans it's the music that attracts the right people to you they're going to help you advance the music it's so important to keep the music as the source and the core 
and the reason why you're doing this and don't get lost because it's the same as as same as I go back to my startup. Once it starts becoming a business and people start getting interested, you can lose focus. You can suddenly start focusing on this business machine. But really, the business machine needs to serve the original vision and intention. And in the case of music, it's all about the music. Don't lose sight. Just don't, don't lose sight and stay yeah. stay original to your creativity. You know, yeah. there, there can't be two Little Waynes. You, you got to be yourself, and Little Wayne is going to be Little Wayne. <laughs> you just have to follow that blueprint, guys. You guys got to love what you do, be passionate about what you do, and, and definitely reach out to the right people that are willing to help. You have so many people out here that want to withhold information and give incorrect information because they want to throw you off of the game, but not with Brian. You know, you guys have to definitely check out centralized.me follow Brian on centralized.me on Instagram. And this way we can just keep this journey going again. Feedback is needed on this site. Anything that you guys can provide to help the site and this whole program flourish is very useful. And again, Brian, thank you so much. I, I know I was freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, this interview. So as a courtesy, because I, I, I needed to change up, I had to do something different. I'm giving you an entire episode. You, you're going to have your own episode on the Ming Show podcast. So you're actually a bonus episode, and it's going to be titled Brian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. There's some, there's some, there's some, I'd love to do that, and there's some really cool stuff. Uh, there's, a, there's a new artist, a beautiful girl, woman out of Jamaica called Minori who's coming through with some amazing hip hop from the streets of Jamaica. There's some great, and she's one of the faces of uh, centralized. So I'd love to play her track. Oh yes. Show. Yes. And I would love, I would love it if we can somehow arrange in the Brian show, but if we can call it the centralized show, I'll be happy. We'll call it the centralized, uh, the centralized you. episode. <laughs> the centralized hour. Um, if, if we could get people to, to call up, and talk about their personal art, artist experience to ask questions and that sort of thing. And let's keep it real. Oh, that, that'll be dope. If anybody yeah. wants to call up and, 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 and um, talk about it, definitely let me know. I'll, I'll patch you guys through. Where can I find um, your artist's uh, music? Is she, is she on um, YouTube or anything like that? No, I'm going to send you a confidential link from Vimeo so you can check out the track. Oh, I love She's Vimeo. I use Vimeo. <laughs> She's amazing. She's amazing. And she's coming out of nothing in, 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 in Kingston. And it's really, really very, very special. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Power Mama. Power Mama. Power. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds, oh, and my so gosh. I'm, I'm a big fan and I'm doing everything that I can to because it's the real deal with her. Awesome. So what yeah, I'll yeah. do is you get me everything. Get me everything. I'll, I'll finish putting the episode together. Um, I'm trying to see if anybody has the, the, the time. Is anybody going to call in and ask any questions? Because that, that would be actually dope to get somebody to call in. Let me put it. We can, we can, we can uh, advertise it and put it ahead for next time. Oh, yeah, we could do that. Yes, 100%. And we can do, and we can do a demonstration of the artificial intelligence. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that'll be dope. <laughs> that'll be dope. We should do that. So that's, we what, we'll, that's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. So Maybe in about a month or so. Absolutely. Absolutely. So right. again, Brian, I thank you. And, and, you know, just to let everybody have an idea as to why this was so important. Can you please tell everybody where you are at now? Where physically where I am? Yeah. Where, where, where do you live? I, I live about, uh, I think it's about 50 kilometers north of Tel Aviv, Israel on the Mediterranean Sea. 
and it's about two kilometers inland from where the Roman emperor, Julius Caesar, had his port oh. when he tried to go through Damascus and take on the east. <laughs> so then now I'm you guys can... the cradle of humanity. <laughs> so now you guys can understand the, the, the enormous time difference that we actually have. And the fact that you took the time out to sit down and, and, and talk to me again means so much to me. And anything I can help you, anything we could do at the Mink Show to help you assist this, I'm going to actually put together something and, and get these artists, you know, not only to participate, but also get you the data that you would need, which is their thoughts. And, and this way we can make this program more useful to them. Yeah, fantastic. All right. Well, you have a lovely day in the Bronx and uh, see you later. Absolutely. <laughs> See, I'll talk to you soon, Brian. See ya. All right, bye. bye. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, how do you turn the, the, the Skypey Skype? Okay. All right. There we go. All right, guys. I thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, it, it is a late day. Excuse me, an early day for me. Um, but this was the, the episode. I, you know, I was really... I, I, I really wanted to... Um, do something, you know, because I, I had Brian on before and, and something really happened, like something funky happened. I wasn't too happy. Um, but, you know, life happens. And, and, you know, Brian is just an outstanding gentleman. And, you know, I'm excited that, you know, I was able to be able to talk to him again and again, go over this um, centralized website for you. And you guys can head over to www.centralized.me, follow Brian and just, you know, just get on that. You guys have to get on that. It's it's important. You know, there's so many people hitting me up and asking me, how do you do this? How do you do that? How can I do this? How can I do that? You know, connect here, you know, connect there. This is what we're doing. We're doing big things. All right. So I will be back on later on this afternoon, um, this evening. Um, we got the evening show starting. Shout out to Don't Sleep Promotions. Y'all reach out to Don't Sleep Promotions um, for any sort of promotional tools that you may need. He actually has helped me in the past. And I tell you, He's A1, A1, ASOS. All right. Um, shout out to Yayo Pills. Shout out to everybody that tuned in. That means so much to me. Um, I'm going to run along and grab some breakfast. Make sure you guys send me your songs, emails, uh, submissions at mixradio.com. And um, again, we do have a, a hotline now where you can actually call in. And, you know, don't be fresh. Don't be fresh. Um, you can call in and um, hold on. Uh, the Minx. Uh, Minx Radio's hotline. The hotline is 347-927-0933. Again, that's 347-927-0933. If you're looking to leave a comment, if you're looking to call in when we are on the air, that would be absolutely dope. And we are going to be facilitating this live a little bit more than what we have been doing. And shout out to first timers over on um instagram so i'm going to conclude this live and i will be back on later um we'll be uploading um this interview on this on the uh podcast uh page as a bonus episode called centralized with brian thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your day until later.